Is it time? Yeah. Do you did you want to uh, <laughs> open us up in prayer or sh- shall I? Um, I mean, I I just want to. If you're feeling called, <laughs> by all means. I don't know what I'm feeling. <laughs> I don't know what I'm feeling anymore. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Have you had a a bit of a wild day or week? I'm just. I don't know. The world. The world is on fire. And I just want to pray for us all that we can find peace in our hearts and love for those that we don't understand. Yeah. Because it sure, it sure seems that we we need a whole lot of that right now. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. I need it for myself. I got to figure it out. Dude, it's a daily... Yeah, I feel like every week we, we get on the mics here and I love to to preach to the people about like, man, this is all you got to do to be spiritually awake. And then the next mm. morning I'm, I wake up and I see the news and I go, fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that person should fucking burden, you know? Like, yeah. so it's a, uh, yeah, it's a daily practice. It's a daily practice trying to find love. And, uh, yeah, I also, so I just got back from this little retreat to, to Joseph, Oregon, a uh, beautiful place. And um, the little Airbnb I was staying in had like a throw book, like a classic throw book, which I had never really read his stuff outside of like high school. So I was diving into it and reading it. And yeah, one of the things that he talks about that I think lots of spiritual teachers have talked about is how like in order to like really connect with yourself, like your true self, like, yeah, it's about simplifying it's about removing things from your life, not adding things. Like you don't, yeah. you don't become a whole person by adding the the right thing. Mm-hmm. You become a whole person by removing everything that's unnecessary. And he also talks about, and this is in like the late 1900s, early 20th century, I think. You know, he's talking about how like, yeah, basically like people think he's fucking crazy for living out in the woods by himself. But he's talking about how he's like, he's never felt more connected to everything and he was like, you know, yeah, over a hundred years ago, he's talking about how it's like, it's dangerous to just to be consumed by all of the information of the world. Um, yeah, it's like not good for you. Right. And it's hard, though, to find that balance of like, I want to be in the know. I don't want to be like an ignorant dipshit. But I also do think that like, it's not good for me to just be consumed with all of these affairs that like at the end of the day like it's not that it doesn't concern me but it also like it kind of doesn't and i'm not talking like about uh greater like social movements i'm talking more about like very specific like little one-offs of like do i really need to be concerned with like the one-off canceling of this person or do i really need to be concerned with like this one-off sort of event sometimes maybe but a lot of times like it's just fucking noise that just gets in the way of me being able to like live my life like wholly and effectively um so that was yeah. an interesting takeaway that i took away from reading some of that stuff yeah i think it's just i don't know figuring out how to because uh, we i'm sure the human mind was not meant to have that much information kind of thrown at them the way it is now for us especially people that do spend a lot of time scrolling through social media feeds and whatnot it's just like so much to take in right right 
and for every day for there to be a new thing to be super upset about. And again, not that there, I mean, there's so much upsetting shit in the world. You will ne- you'll never reach the end of that well. So then you have to sort of look at it and be like, okay, well, how, what is the best use of my, my effort? And like, we only have so much like emotional capital that we can lend as well, you know? And some of that needs to be lent towards yourself and some of it should be lent towards your community. But if you're so consumed with like, I don't know, whatever fucking news story of the day, like you're wasting all your emotional capital on that fucking thing. And it doesn't really help anything. It doesn't change anything for you to just be like scrolling. And and I'm talking to myself right now. I'm not, this is directed really specifically at me, but um, this is why we do this. Yeah. So that we can hear our own thoughts. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I just wanted to clarify that uh, when I do get on my preachy high horse, I'm really just talking to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to encourage myself to, to be better. I'm, I'm, I don't have, uh, I don't have anything for, for others at that, in, in that realm, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a crazy though. world and it's very easy to, especially now with, uh, you know, with our access to all this information, it's very easy to become consumed by it. And also our minds seem to like crave it in some kind of weird way. It's like they want the negative shit to it they it's like a delicious junk food for it to feast on it's like sugar or some shit like it just can't stop it's addictive and then yeah i just like spiral into like so but it's been a weird week man you know 17 year old white kids doing all kinds of fucking crazy shit murdering people uh it's just like it's like uh it's just just gets more upsetting so heavy it is it is really heavy and yeah i think it's rough when everything is so magnified you know and you do have everything at the tip of your fingers you know whatever you want to see if you want to fucking spend 4 hours going in i don't even know what that kid's name is that did that and i don't, I don't I fucking almost don't care to like matter. give his name yeah. any more power than it already has but yeah, if you want to spend three hours going on some deep dive on that kid's life and see how he gets to this thing, like you can, you right? Know, like all the all of that is for sure. All of the, if you want to watch fucking disturbing videos, Dude, of, yeah, of spent, police brutality, um, or you all spend, day. You could like, spend a whole week on on that and probably barely yeah, scratch the like surface. it's all there, you know. So you really for gotta. Sure. And I found myself with that kid being like at least consumed for like 30 minutes while I was pooping on the toilet. Uh, just wanting to know for some reason being like, I want to know like the facts of what happened. Like, I want to know what went down. Not because I'm trying to be like, maybe he, maybe it wasn't bad. Like maybe he, no, like I, my gut told me like this kid showed up to fucking do yeah. bullshit. And then he did. And like, it doesn't really matter if it was provoked or not. He shouldn't have fucking been there with a gun. But I still was like, but I want to know. Like, I want to know the things. And then I was sitting there, like, diving into all of these, like, Reddit threads and, like, news articles. And then I'm just like, why? Why am I putting myself into this other world? Like, I'm just, why am I doing this? I'm not getting fucking anything out of this right now. 
other but, than like it's a fucking drug for my mind yeah. to feed on and that's what I'm I'm getting high off of it in this weird way but like I I shouldn't I shouldn't be doing this like and I just finally was like I got to stop fucking looking at this shit and it's I'm on vacation right now like I sh- I shouldn't be consumed with this at all and it's eaten up now like all of my mental space for an entire fucking morning yeah it's I mean, it's good, right, that it, like, takes up that space because, like, you feel that. Like, you, f- and that's, I think, some sort of uh, good thing. I think that that's, like, your connection to the world and, like, humanity. So, like, a part of it is, like, it's nice that you actually give a shit, but right. it's too fucking much. Like, right. <laughs> I, t- I always it, take it too it, far. Yeah, and then it, like, it. Yeah, and then it does take up, like, so much space in you. But it's, like, also, how do you wrap... I think it's your mind, like, trying to wrap it... Wrap itself around that idea of, like, what gives somebody... Right. How does this happen? You know? How does it happen? And, obviously, there's, like, a lot of things that you could probably blame. And I think, you know, if you want to, like, politicize it, there's going to be a lot of people that that blame Trump himself for this, just the way that he's treated this whole situation. You can or can't do that. It doesn't really matter. Like, it's just insane that this kid like does this and kind of walks away from it, you know, without having guns pulled on him and, right. and or, or shot down, you know, like while other people, you know, of color who don't have any weapons on them, you know, right. are just shot. And I saw, I don't know, there's just been, there's been some good, some good memes. I've seen some good memes on this one. And like, one of them is that kid, um, cleaning like graffiti off of something. Yeah. And people were just like, well, here's a picture of Ted Bundy doing the dishes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Here's a picture of Hitler feeding ducks. Yeah. Dude. It's, it's, uh, it's so next level. And you know, people talking about Jacob Blake it's like, well, he had a knife in the car or whatever. It's just like, dude, do you know how many people have knives in, in their a, in their car? Like, it's it's. Do you know how many people? How many or just how many them? dudes walk around Portland with a knife in their fucking pocket? Right. Or just you know? yeah, people in general. It's just a yeah a popular thing to have on you, but I don't know, man. It's uh, it's it's rough, and just to see the that fella in Kenosha. Wisconsin, the sheriff there, watching some of his press conference and the things that he has to say, he's, he's basically saying like, "We need to exterminate these criminals." It's just like on some real Hitler shit, pretty much, Fuck. and that we need to make examples of these people, and they don't deserve to like live in our society. It's just like, yo, this is not like any sort of like. There's no reform. In this, this is like you just trying to eliminate for sure people for that sure. you don't like their maybe even just their behavior to a certain degree, yeah. You know? So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's all it's all wild, but yeah, I've been thinking a lot. You kind of brought it up already about removing things from the room, and we kind of talked about that right. last week. I feel like, of just yeah, like, yeah figuring out what's important in the room and stripping yourself of some things to like figure out like what you are without those things. And I've been, yeah, I've been tripping the fuck out 
on that like all week pretty much just i don't know i'm just kind of framing everything in that way now i'm just like what if i just burn this thing down or like what am i without this trying to think of what i was thinking about at the park earlier but yeah i've been that's definitely like something that got got caught in my mind heavy this week just thinking about yeah even something dumb like how much of my identity I've tied to these, like this particular pair of glasses. It's like, what's going to happen when I fucking get it, when I do get a new pair Mm -hmm. and it doesn't match this logo that I have or something, or if it's like a clear pair and it's just going to completely change my vibe and my style or some bullshit. Right, 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 right. It's so interesting. It's like, none of that shit matters. No, no, it's a trip. It's, it's funny. It's like, uh, I was thinking about this a lot on my drive today. Um, it's just like so much of this stuff, like we just, we're just doing it to ourselves. Like, you know, like, uh, our thoughts are, are not like real and not really like who we are. They're just things that sort of happen and like, but we cling to them and like, let them define us. And like, they become so important and, yeah, it's just such, a, and then it becomes our reality, and it's such a trip because it's just like it doesn't have to be that way. And most of the time, when I'm like upset about something or feeling like someone's like judging me or whatever, like I'm in some kind of weird thought spiral that's like not even connected to reality at all. I'm already I'm making so many like assumptions and like all of this shit so that I can build some kind of narrative about how I'm being wronged to like help fit help feed this thing that like. Yeah, so I feel bad about myself. But none of it is real. I'm so just you can doing, wallow. <laughs> I'm just I'm just making myself suffer. No one's doing it to me. All the cashier just looked at me kind of weird, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm over here being like, it's because of my fucking and then it's be, and it's because they I said this thing and they like didn't appreciate it and like, yeah, whatever the fuck it is. I mean, it's just I don't know, it's such a trip. And I feel like I'm really trying to work on like catching those thoughts and being like what is that what is this like why don't we just stop this one dead in its tracks before we start to spiral on it and just call it what it is which is like you're just making shit up right now because that's what your mind likes to do why don't we just let it go don't even let it into the room for sure also you have like no idea what that person on the other all the other side of this like interaction is even experiencing themselves what kind of day they've had you know, they could have just found out that that their kid is a racist that day or something, you know, like something, <laughs> something awful. really horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that, that their kid committed some fucking brutal hate crime. Um, but yeah, man, this is just I've also been really just trying to not let it completely with everything going on. I think I'm just like really trying to not let it strip me of my joy 100 percent. And I've been trying to pay attention to the people that are trying to live that message right now, mm-hmm. you know, and just being like, yeah, fuck this dude. Like they, they don't have like that power over me. Like, right. you know, right. This doesn't have like, yeah, you just like, right. And you, you can't can strip still, me. You can you still can't strip fight. me of my joy. Yeah. You can still fight against injustices in this world and fight for good things and, and be a joyous person. You know, it doesn't have to all be so fucking heavy and serious all the time. Maybe sometimes, yeah, but like, doesn't it just doesn't have to be a daily thing necessarily? So, 
I don't know, man. This world's a trip. America is uh, kind of the worst right now. It just, yeah, it's just like such a. It's a different thing, man. It's a. It is. This is the the strangest year I have ever observed in thirty five of them, and maybe twenty five real conscious ones. You know, sure, like sure. I don't know. It's it's just so weird right now. It feels it feels like strange times, but it was nice to it was nice to get out today. Uh, one of the <clears throat> one of the music community heads today throwing a little. Uh, little gathering in the park and it was nice because uh they didn't give out the address on the flyer for it so it was all like a dm situation if Mm -hmm. you wanted to know where it was at you know then you can find out so like you know it wasn't tons of people it wasn't this insanely well attended event it was like the perfect amount of people to make it feel like it's this safe situation i guess everybody just being super respectful of fucking space between groups and whatnot and i don't know man it's just nice to see some music see people do some shit that they really like love in front of people again Mm -hmm. it's like not a thing you get to observe anymore especially for that being such something so regular in my life it feels it was like I, i don't think i knew how much i was uh how much I wanted it until I got right. to like see it and and not even see it, but feel it today. You right. Know? That was something we wanted to keep in the room that was taken out of the room yeah. involuntarily. <laughs> I would like to keep seeing, um, I was going to say live music, but I think I just want to keep seeing, you know, people display their art in some way in front of me or people doing, it could be as, you know, as much as like going as far to say like a sp- like perform performing a sport at a high level like i just want to get to see that shit with in front of me and be around it because it's yeah it's inspiring it feels good yeah no doubt so so amen for amen those people putting together these events and figuring out ways for people to to hang out still but you know encouraging people to be safe out there still and don't be a fucking jackass, yeah? Don't be a jackass. Please don't. Did you get a chance to check our emails? Uh, should I? I mean, I, I didn't mean that in a cryptic way of like, I sent you a test email, but... Oh, I just, just thought maybe you were saying like, maybe someone keyed you in that they knew that there was an email. No, none of that. Okay. I just It just crossed my mind. I think I'll check it. Of just maybe, but yeah, I think we'll check the email. There's probably not going to be any. And then we can... Uh, we can dive into talking about the good word. I would really like to talk about the good word. We had the intentions of doing this last week and uh, we just got away got, from us. We got caught up. We, we let go and we let God and he didn't lead us to, to opening up the Bible. That's that is correct. So it's his fault. And if we've learned anything from this podcast, there's no accountability. We don't, we don't fuck with accountability. <laughs> We don't. What no, is that? We do. We do. <laughs> what does that mean? We like accountability. You should be accountable. Yeah, you should be accountable and not blame the church and God for all of your uh, your issues. Is what I'm saying. Um, I feel like something crazy 
happen within Christianity that was maybe like highly politicized recently, but now I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of spacing on it, which is not a surprise, but no, I just do think that that's like a really interesting element of all of the, the politics part of it is like how much fear is being sold. Um, like doc rivers was talking about the, the killer NBA coach. Um, if you haven't seen his talk about after the NBA players, uh, choosing to boycott the other day, which kind of like sent this domino of all the other sports canceling too. I thought that was like really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's a, that's a killer press conference that he did about, um, what's happening to, to black people. But, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where, what was I talking about? Why? Why you were, were you? You were looking up emails. I know. Yeah, you were saying something monumental had happened in Christianity. Oh yeah, I thought part of this whole oh, thing. I was just gonna say that. I think it's interesting how many of these fucking like far right Trump supporters that identify as like kind of these these racists. Americans are also the ones that identify as Christians. Yeah, it's a, and it's a total trip. How scary it is. And I'm sure this isn't the first time that I've like talked about that. But it's just, I don't know, man. It, it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand right. how you can be both. Well, yeah. Well, they're not. They're not. I mean, it's, you know, being an American Christian is not synonymous with necessarily being far right or even on the right but i think for those that are on the far right like they're that is their religion their real religion is like far right <sighs> politics fucking christianity is just like a footnote in that. yeah um we did get um this spam email from pete bursinger oh great and he just said, hey there, I noticed Bible Buds is gaining traction. Oh. So figured I'd reach out with a way to continue growing your audience. Great. As you probably already know, many podcasters rely on transcriptions for helping new listeners find their show when searching on Google and, and a whole list of things, it looks like. So thanks, Pete. Thanks for reaching out. We'll uh, probably not go ahead and do that. But we might look into it. But we might look. <laughs> hey, we don't want <laughs> We don't want to just... Uh, transcription sounds fancy. Sounds like something maybe we should do. Um, yeah, I'd love a transcription. A transcription. You okay there? Am you I okay? A, you just have a little stroke? Or? <laughs> okay. Um, you want to get into X? Let's talk about X. <clears throat> you want to continue our discussion? <clears throat> yeah. And actually, right out of the gate, I have a, I have a what the fuck King James moment. Oh, right on. So, Acts chapter 12 just starts out and it says, uh, Now, about that time... Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased to the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. What the fucking Which means it was Passover time. <laughs> um, because during Passover, for those who don't know, um, Jewish people do not eat uh, bread that has been leavened, meaning has yeast in it. They don't do it. They don't do it. They do non-leavened, unleavened bread. No it's very yeast. Flat. Very flat. It's very Basically flat. Basically, just it's cracker. 
So, yeah, I just thought that was kind of a gnarly way to, like... Also, like, Herod is just, like, just up in everybody's shit in He's this a real asshole. story, you know? He just keeps poking his fucking head in. But we'll... Uh, there are good things to come. But, yeah, this is... You know, Peter and many of his followers have just like learned the the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. They're finding out all these Gentiles can also experience this thing, and we're kind of like at this at this major like where we're seeing more divide as far as the teachings and who can who can have them, who can experience the 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 Holy Spirit. Right. And everybody is kind of getting up in everybody's shit to be like, no, you got to do it this way. Right. So it's, it's well, kind of an interesting like, point. There's a, there's some, there's an ancient tradition that's also tied to politics at this time that is like, they're trying to protect it. You know, it's under threat right now. So, um, yeah, it's not that dissimilar to, any movements that are threatening, you know, sort of American right-wing ideologies currently. It's sort of similar vibe. Yeah, because Herod's feeling pretty threatened by the rise of... The way. The way. <laughs> if you've been listening along, the way. Um, um, right. And he's kind of out to, like, kill and persecute anyone who's getting in his way yeah. of he doing throws, this. He throws Peter in jail. Um, and he then, kills James. Yeah, just kills him, and then Peter With has. A sword. And then Peter it. has this like crazy vision, which again I think it's so interesting that this keeps happening where they, someone has a vision, or what they think is a vision, but is actually an angel, come like basically an angel breaks Peter out of jail. Yes, and while it's happening, Peter's like, "This is a crazy dream." <laughs> This is a crazy dream that I'm having and then realizes like it's real. This isn't the first time though this has happened though, even even in, in this book of the Bible. Um yeah, I just think that that's interesting. And I don't know. I just sort of was like reminiscing on like what what is that? Because obviously if angels were still like coming down and breaking people out of jail, like I feel like we would know about it. Um and I just wonder if that's like, is this like a storytelling device? Is this a metaphor for something? Is this like uh, something that like, I don't know, like maybe like one of the guards let Peter out because he was secretly part of the way and Peter just described it as an angel because it was like sent for a mm. divine intervention from God. I don't know. I just think it's sort of, sort of an interesting language. Um that, yeah, it's it just doesn't really hold up that well in in modern times. And I just, I yeah, I was just wondering about it. That's all. I hear you. I'm just like I, I'm not really sure to take away that part of it. I mean, it kind of just feels like Peter is trying to figure out if he's blasting on mushrooms or if he's if if all of this is actually happening and if he just got by four <laughs> right. four guards that were supposedly you know handling this but yeah. what, what do you got for uh what does verse five say in chapter 12 i have a note here but it i don't says, have my so, bible so peter was kept in prison but the church was earnestly praying to god for him 
It's the power of prayer. It's power classic prayer right there. Power of prayer. You see that on billboards. This is it. This is it, I everyone. I saw a billboard today that said, uh, are, are you anxious? Because <laughs> Jesus can relieve that. And I was like, I'm sorry, is Jesus like Klonopin now or something? What is this? I mean, if we treat everything as the Christ, he could be a Klonopin. Yeah. He is. <laughs> he is, I guess. You're right. But uh, free plug for Klonopin. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So they, like, Peter is like, comes to the realization, though, that this is not a dream and that this is real and that God must have sent this angel to like rescue him. Right. And he heads to Mary's house to meet up with the gang that is like praying for him while he's in, while they think he's in prison. And, uh, yeah. And the gang is like, no way, no way. Yeah. Dude, Rhoda, the serving girl sees him and she's like super stoked, but then she just leaves him there. Because, I don't know, she needs to tell everybody else before she lets him in. I felt like this was the part, like if this was a movie, if this is the way, this would be the, there would have been too much time while she went inside and they would have come for this motherfucker already. And he never, and then they just think that Rhoda was lying, that Peter was never there. Right. And that she's hallucinating. But it turns out Rhoda was right. Peter was there at the, at the gates. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. People were a little bit unsure. They thought maybe it was like a ghost or something and they, they needed to see him in person. Even then they were like, is it, is it a ghost or is it him? And then, and this is like, no, it's me. Yeah. This is like the bad cut scenes that I was talking about. This is like one of those moments where it's like, yo, and then Peter comes in, tells him this story and then other things happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Peter's there, Herod's like fucking looking for him, and then a glorious thing happens, and I actually have another WTFKJ moment. What the fucking J? In verse 23, and it says, uh, so basically like Herod is, is speaking to a group of people. Um, and the group of people is, are like, this is, uh, these are the words of God, not the words of man. Like Her- like all yeah. hail Herod, basically. And he's like, yes, yes, worship me. <laughs> and then it says... He's basically trying to big dick everybody. Yeah, and it says, and immediately the angel of the Lord sm- uh, smote him because he gave not God the glory and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Yeah. What the fucking like, so Herod has been murked by God because he tried to say that he was him. So I also that is a King James moment. Yeah, fuck you, Herod. We are or Harad, as Daniel likes yeah. to say. <laughs> Harad is dead. We're all done with you. I <laughs> somehow hell. have a feeling that he's gonna make an appearance again though, somehow. He keeps coming back, so we'll see. But And not only does he die for being an asshole. The word of God and the the power of the good word, you know, gains more strength through this situation. Right. Because people are like, whoa, he didn't give praise. He didn't give all the glory to God. In fact, he gave none of it to him. And now now he's been eaten of worms. He's dead. That's correct. So, So, yeah. 
Um, it is interesting that, like, again, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but, like, this story is just sort of, like, like, I just don't really understand how a lot of this, like, history is really, like, why is it in the Bible? <laughs> why is it here? Hmm, why yeah. am I reading about this? What does this have to do with Jesus's teachings, I guess, is my whole point i guess they're, they're trying to illustrate like how the church got started but i'm also sort of just like do, do other religious texts do this like have this many metaphors and i don't goofy even, this doesn't even seem like it's tales. a fucking metaphor it seems like it's like a it's supposed yeah. to be taken as like a historical count of like what happened right. and i'm sort of just like <laughs> why this story like what's the point you know because like the, the like the bhagavad gita is like obviously not history you know and i don't think that i don't think it was ever meant to be taken that way and i don't think that people do and i think even like yeah i don't know just like even like the torah like those early stories i mean yeah i don't know they can get they're a little out there and there's some history like interwoven in but like they're all yeah it's all like mystical stories and that is that was part of the like oral history you know and this, I'm just sort of like, I was reading the first couple chapters of this and I was, or of like chapters 12 and 13. And I was like, first off, where's, this is coming out of nowhere. Second off, fucking snooze fest. <laughs> so boring. Also, I feel like we need, I mean, obviously this isn't a visual podcast, but I feel like just for you and I, I would love to have like a map where... This is all happening. Right, because Barney and Saul are about to get sent off... To Antioch. Yeah, and I... Yeah, to me, this is... I'm just like, cool. They're no just like idea. hopping around the Middle East, I guess. Like, yeah. I don't and, know. And uh, this is also another one of those moments for in Chapter 13 where they're using different aliases for, for folks. Love that. Um, which, you know, I do think it's... If you're Dan... I think, I think it makes it a little like difficult to to follow at times and maybe it complicates sure. however i think i um some some light was shed on that for me and a lot of it i guess is they will use the different names because they they refer to saul as simon or something or paul and saul becomes paul barney becomes simon something like that somebody became simon also all right and I guess the idea behind that of like why they're using those names is because one of them is the the Hebrew name. So when they're speaking to like the Jews, you know, they're like going to use the Hebrew name instead just to, for that comfortability. Hmm. So that's why we see you. But like, they're like, really, though, my name is or I want to be called because it's always like, so like if your name is Daniel, what do you want to be called? Daniel is your Christian name. What's your... Yeah, I guess I want to be called your, Dan, though. What's your chosen name? Dan. Like, I mean, that's what I go by primarily. Sure. With sure. most people. Cool. I guess. Yeah, whatever, dude. I was just hoping you were going to... You'd have a zinger, but... What you did know. you want me to be? I can't tell you what you <laughs> should be called. I just thought maybe you were going to be like, I want to be fucking Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Barney's taken. He's in the story. A man... Named Daniel, called Barney. <laughs> Daniel Barney Cable. Walks into his room. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go off. 
again, this story is just sort of like, okay, yeah, so they're like going off to places, they're preaching the good word. Can I, can I throw off like a, like a little stone jan- tangent here, though? Of that course. I want, that I thought you might appreciate because you're the one that like really turned me on to this dark series. Oh, yeah. Okay, so like think about this, though. What if they use the different names because they are known as different people in different timelines? Because okay. that's like part of the dark thing, right? Is like, right? You know, is he Adam or is he Jonas? Like, <laughs> it's true. Spoiler alert. That's kind of deep. I didn't really like reveal anything, but either way, it's like there's there's that thought too, <laughs> and that's like way off track. That's not like sure. what it is at like, all. But maybe. I, but I was like, when I was reading that, I was like, whoa. What if it's this though? <laughs> and that makes it even more that makes it even more mystical and fun. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, so they're going off. They're they're still they're doing the teachings. They're doing going the to good the synagogues. Word. They're they're letting people know, you know, about what's been going on with Herod. Um, yeah, but it's just sort of the same shit. Like they're just traveling to these different places. It's just listing places that they're going to. They got that other dude, John, though, traveling with them too. Right. Which is, uh, yeah, we'll talk about John later. While he's not, he doesn't, uh, maybe appear to be the most reliable person within the crew. And he's like just sitting on the pine waiting to get called up to the big leagues when he wondering when he's going to be doing some miracles. Spoiler alert, never. Yeah. He doesn't have it what it takes, probably, but but they're traveling along. Yeah, and then the s- island. S- Paul. <clears throat> so at this point, Saul is now Paul. Saul this is, is Paul. This is the chapter where it happens. It's like Saul is now called Paul. Paul really lays into this dude named Bar Jesus. So I guess this is like a Jewish sorcerer. It's like a drunk Jesus or something. It's like a drunk wizard Jesus. Because they're on their way to go see the governor, right? Sure. And this uh, this bar Jesus is trying to like preach against, like preach to the governor against the Jesus stuff. Right. Trying to convince him otherwise. Yeah, so Paul lays into him. He's like, you know, you're a child of the devil and like you're going to be fucking blind. Like, why are you going against the good ways of the Lord? Just really letting him have the business. Um, And then he, Bar Jesus does get the business. Yeah, he absolutely does. Um, So. And then the pro council is just like, yeah, that's all I needed to see. I'm a believer in the good word in Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then Paul's out here just like sort of politicking, you know, he's standing up to, to different councils and communities and whatever. And he's just like, he rolls into that synagogue though. And the lead, the, the heads of the, the spot kind of let him know, Hey, if you have, something to say to these people let it be heard and then he drops this crazy monologue on them basically tell them you know the story of jesus and those who came before him and the the reasons they're trying to deliver this message so i don't know what what verse 16 is but i also have that uh, noted chapter 13 verse 16 y- yep says standing up Paul motioned with his hand and said, Men of Israel and you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. 
the God of the people of Israel chose our fathers. He made the people prosper during their stay in Egypt. With mighty power, he led them out of that country. He endured their conduct for about 40 years in the desert. So it's the story. He overthrew seven nations in Canaan and gave their land to his people as, as their inheritance. All this took about 450 years. Yeah, and then it's like, you know, after this, God gave them judges until the time of Samuel, the prophet, blah, 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 blah. Benjamin somewhere in there <laughs> ruled for a while. And then we get, you know, and then after that, we get David who like, we should do a whole episode on King David because he's sort of like, some people say that King David, at least I think in in the Jewish community, King David is known as maybe like the wisest person who ever lived. Yeah. Like the wisest man. And like the greatest king of all time. That'd be so interesting. sort of an interesting we should, character. We do that. Um, yeah. So David was the shit, and then it just keeps going. It's telling the story, uh, and then yeah, Jesus is basically technically a descendant of David. Yeah. Um, right. And and then he's talking about how you know John the Baptist sort of preparing the way for Jesus. And just letting him know, like... Just giving him the whole rundown. Giving him the whole rundown. Um, and kind of after that service, they, like, people follow them around. And they're they're asked to speak at future Sabbaths. Yeah, but also, they, I feel like they're taking a slightly different approach where, like, now they're focusing a little bit more on, like, Gentiles. Right. They're focusing more on trying to convert non-Jewish folks to the way, as opposed to convincing Jewish folks that the Messiah has come and that they should get on board with the way, which I do think is a, you know, just from a psychological perspective, that's a pretty, that's a difficult task to rip someone out of their traditional, like their tradition and their heritage and their like belief system and their culture and just be like, no, jump on board with this new thing. A lot of people are going to be like that, like seems scary and, very uncertain and i would rather just like fucking chill here and just keep doing doing my thing yeah and many of the jews are kind of uh rightfully maybe upset yeah and they are having a, a tough time understanding it tell you what though these gentiles they're just like yeah i mean i got no apparently they have no nothing they have no uh psychological ground that they stand on and so they are just primed to be like oh God came down to earth We're you, believing. and y'all met him Yeah, and he died and rose again. Cool. I'm on board. I'm, I'm down. I could use something to believe in. Right. Right. So mm. I think that's great. We should all be more like the Gentiles. Be open <laughs> to new ideas. <laughs> be more like the Gentiles and less like the chosen people. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. And then Paul and Barney, they go and they confront the Jews and uh yes they do i feel like this is yeah this is like where the major divide starts happening though well verse what wh- where about um, are we now how about 46 okay yeah so they say to to this crowd of jews they say uh we had to speak the word of god to you first since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life we now turn to the gentiles for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. 
which it is kind of trippy that like Christianity literally spread to the ends of the earth. It's in fuck. It's fucking almost everywhere. Yeah. And there, I don't know. I think this is like it's a pretty rough spot for the the Jews in some way because they kind of feel like they have been following this, you know, their whole life, you know, following the good word and doing all these things to be, you know, following and following right, now the path. They're sort of being asked to start over. Well, it's not even that too. I think it's also, you're offering these people, these other people salvation in this thing. And it's kind of one of those situations where you're like, they're cutting the line. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> they're cutting in line. It's like, nah, they just get right. in line when they get in line. Yeah. You know, you're, and they uh, get to have it too. Of, your concept of there even being a line is complete bullshit. So, but that is a very human thing to feel like, man, they didn't earn their stripes. They're not as deserving. They didn't earn their stripes. And it's like, yeah, but when it comes to matters of, yeah, matters of God and spirituality and whatnot, like, that's just not how it works. Jesus said so himself. Yeah, and there's, I don't know exactly where it's at. I don't know if I have this specifically noted, but one of the things that's kind of going on and is even mentioned is that they're kind of holding these Gentiles to these standards and rules that they don't even uphold. Mm, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, why are you like putting this yoke upon these people that you don't even follow yourself? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that one in our <laughs> society today. Um, or even for yourself. Right. For you sure. Know, like, it's that thing again often of, you know, complaining about other, yeah, other things that like bother you within people that is probably a lot of you just like seeing your own behavior. Right. I just think that like, I just think that we can become, you know, as people, as a society, as groups within a society, whatever, we become so focused on, like, what are the others doing that's bad? And let's, like, focus on that and call it out and, like, try to fix it or whatever. And not spending nearly enough time being on, like, what am I doing that's good? Right. Besides calling out the bad. And I'm not saying that that's not a good thing. That's a necessary thing. But it can't be the only thing. And I just think that I like, I wonder what would our world look like if everybody just like honestly strived to be good. I feel like a lot of the problems would just go away. I don't know how you fucking get that to happen. But it does sort of seem to be like one of the, one of the, uh, one of the main roots of like, the issue is this sort of focusing on other people's shit and not focusing enough on your own. Yeah. Planks and sawdust and whatnot. It's, I think, it, yeah. And some of it, I think, comes from a good place of, like, you unlock something within yourself and you want to help others unlock that. Sure. And then you think that you have the formula to do it, but fail to realize that it's probably just your formula that works for yourself. Right. And that's not to say that like 
things aren't teachable. You know, plenty of people have success following patterns mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. people that have become like come before them and, and done things well. But yeah, I think it just gets into this like self-righteous battle between everybody. And this is kind of like what we're seeing at this point is that you have different people saying, I have the way to the top of the mountain. But really, there's many ways to the top of the mountain. (laughs) Or I think you just have people being like, I'm already standing on the top of this hill. (laughs) And this is the most important thing. Come come join me on top of this hill we'll die together and it's like yo you're you're focused so focused on the hill that you're missing the mountain let's climb the mountain like why are we so focused on the hill yeah i don't know but gentiles though god bless them god bless the gentiles <laughs> god bless the gentiles um, and the sweet yeah, Lord so came the Gentiles down. like they hear that and they're like down. They're like, hell yeah, we'll we'll take eternal life. Um, and so the word of God, you know, it spreads, and uh, and the Jews are are not sure what they're what they're gonna do with it. They kind of expel them from that region, though. Yeah, not even kind of. They do. So they end up heading to Iconium and setting up shop there. That is correct. And yeah, I wonder historically like how big these communities are. Like how many people they're yeah. actually preaching to or yeah. sharing. Thousands, hundreds, tens of thousands. Who fucking knows? I don't know. How? I mean, how many people could it really be without a microphone? Who's amplifying this? <laughs> Who's amplifying these voices? Right, right. We'll, um, go with, we'll go with hundreds. Yeah. But yeah, Paul and Barney are just cruising through the, the Jewish synagogue some more here and, you know, preaching to both Jew, Jews and Gentiles. And, uh, yeah, and then they hit this interesting place where, like, they go to talk to like some i don't know if it's like in greece or what the deal is but they're talking to like a greek community and basically uh paul and barney are like explaining to them like in their own tongue essentially that it's like yeah the god like the gods came down to join us in human form like telling the story of jesus and then and but describing it more it's like through like greek mythology like zeus and whatnot and then they get the crowd gets super down with it and they're like cool so let's like sacrifice some shit we didn't mean that um they're like please stop worshiping worshiping us we're not gods ourselves right. and yeah by now they've also been driven out of another place like you know they're they're in another like you said, they're like in maybe in Greece, like this uh, in Lystra, Lystra and, Derby. and Derby. Yeah, which I'm not exactly sure where those are geographically, but they're. Uh, you I know, think we should also mention that Paul like raised a uh, paralyzed person, like made a paralyzed person walk. Someone who had been paralyzed since birth. Right. So that the crowd saw that and was like, "We're performing miracles," and that is why they think that they are human. They are gods in human form. Right. Yeah. Right. But they're, 
you know, and, and even while they're telling these people, you know, we are not these things, they're still very compelled to, to worship them. And they, they kind of have to, yeah, figure out how to, Could to you get blame a handle them? on I this mean, crowd. Fuck, dude. If I saw someone like perform act an actual miracle like that, like it would be pretty hard not to be like, yo, what's going on here? And then some motherfuckers come down. Some of the, they, they, the Jews from Antioch and Iconium, they get a they get a gathering together, and these same people that drove them out of these places come and stone Paul in front of these people. Paul That's right. gets stoned. That's a counter protest of sorts. This is a counter protest of sorts, and then they drag his body outside of the city, thinking he's dead. Spoiler alert: He's not. But he's Paul not dead. is filled with the with. Uh, God's spirit or Paul what have you. Paul doesn't fuck around. He has the Holy Spirit on his side. That's right. Yeah. So they think Paul's dead. This is a great little like end the episode of, you know, this particular episode of The Way. And then we start the next episode and it's like, psych. <laughs> Paul's crawling his way back into the city through the city gates. He's got some life left in him, in him yet. Yep. Just letting the people know. Where was that that Paul gets? Uh, it's right before the return of Antioch. Oh, okay. In Syria. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so then they return to Antioch. They're like, surprise, bitches. Because now, by now, now the fucking power of the word is really, really rising. There's a Swinging. lot of, the church has a lot of credibility. Swinging heavy. At this point. And they head back to Jerusalem to see that it is pretty divided. Right. And, you know, just speaking to them about allowing these Gentiles to be equal believers and not. This is this is that part. I think it's a verse verse 10 of chapter 15 about the yoke. All right. Let's find it. Dude, these these words are so small in this book. It's unbelievable. <laughs> okay. Chapter 15, verse 10. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the disciples a yoke that neither we nor our fathers have been able to bear? No. We believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. And a yoke for anybody that doesn't know like I didn't. <laughs> That's right. something you put around the collar of like... Hang on. Y-O-K-E. It's not the center of the egg. It's not the yellow part of the egg. No. This is something you put. This is like a collar that you put around a sheep or something to steer its direction. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting analogy and and metaphor. The the yoke. Yeah. They're sort of talking about like, yeah, I don't know. It could be taken a lot of different ways. And then uh, the James, the brother of Jesus... Mm-hmm. Is brought up in this section. Who is uh, is the writer, the author of the the book of James? Is there a book of Jim? Uh, Jim did write a book. Correct. Yeah, Jim. Jim wrote a book. Um, and I don't know. This is kind of where not only you see the divide 
on both sides, like between the Jews and and the the Gentiles and this new these new Christians and shit. Now you see the the division of Paul and Barney because right, right. um I'm pretty sure I don't know which one of them um one of them decides that that John who's that fellow I mentioned earlier wasn't wasn't like really credible to to be traveling with them because mm. he he wasn't really hanging tough and one of them gets upset about it and they they fucking split up over it John didn't have the stripes. <clears throat> no, one of them didn't, did not think that that John had the stripes. Also, though, I think it was uh, it was a pretty big thing for for Saul slash Paul to be out there being one of these people trying to talk to the Jews about allowing the Gentiles in. Because Saul kind of like had his own transformation, you know, back right. in Damascus. And he's kind of like a an example of this, like a human example of, right. you know, that anyone can accept. Be touched this, by the Lord God yeah, Jesus. Whatever that is to you. Anybody can accept love, like if you want to just simplify it. And people are deserving of it. An, I think that's an important message because it's. People are deserving. Of yeah. It. Like I was saying <laughs> earlier, you know, being out in the in the country for the last uh, five days or so. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of these like. Yeah. A lot of these Trump supporters, a lot of people like wearing T-shirts that say like, I stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Like, you know, like basically it's, it's a, that's an all lives matter shirt, essentially. It's just shit like that where you're just like, what the fuck? And, like, my first instinct is to just be, like, I don't fucking, look, like, I hate you. You don't deserve anything. Yeah. I fucking hate you. <clears throat> and I hope that you get what's coming to you. But, like, that's not really That's helpful. not the good word. That's not the good word. And while, um, you know, I lean to the left, I don't, I don't think this is, like, a... Demo necessarily even like a democratic republican thing to me as far as the the trump stuff as far as supporting this dude at this point it can't be to me Trump's it's not like, even a fucking republican like, Yo, this is what's going like, on there? i just you keep you keep peeking at your foot as if it's i was like just making fire. sure that i didn't uh that i didn't knock over this ashtray Oh, yeah. It's fine. No, it's good, though. You obviously have a much different vantage point than I do. And this is why perspective is important. Correct. Because I'm stressing about something that is not stressworthy. Right. And, and I you have a clear view, and I'm like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> and you are not stressing for me. Correct. But what I was trying to say is that I think it's just, yeah, mind-boggling to to see people that continue to support this man. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're a Republican. Like, how do you support this dude who has done such a poor job at leading our country in desperate times? Like, he has been put to the test and has been proven he handles things like a fucking asshole. And I'm just very confused about how you align those things with your quote-unquote American values. Right. <laughs> right. Very interesting. Well, I think that's sort of the the point that I'm talking about is like, it feels like at this point, 
like it's one thing to be someone who's sort of like, well, Biden's the fucking worst and like I'm probably still going to vote for Trump, whatever. It's another thing to be out here in the world wearing a fucking Trump hat and Trump t-shirt. Like that's the next level, not even just a sign in your yard, but like on your body out in the world, letting people know I am about this dude. And that's the kind of person that like I have, I have to dig so deep to find any level of compassion for them. Do you think those are the people that John the Baptist sent away (laughs) when they came like the Pharisees and the other assholes that showed up? There's a certain part in Matthew where he, he's just like, no, we don't, no, not for you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it, it does sort of feel like to me, I'm just like, you know, some of these people are just like, they're just beyond, they're beyond saving. They're just gone. But I don't think that that's, that's, I don't Look, think that's necessarily how I, I, believe, how I feel. I want to believe that any of those people can have some eye-opening experience that, you know, reveals to themselves that. That Jesus is Lord. That's the thing. But it feels so fucked up to like say that you are on the wrong side of things too. Right. How do I know? I feel like I know. Right. And they feel like they're on the right side. I know. And that's what's fucked up about it. I know. I know. Because I am right. (laughs) I know. I'm just kidding. We know that we are. (laughs) And... They're absolutely wrong. Oh, it's so fucked, man. I know. It's just like, where do we find this common ground where we can all be, we can all be right. We can all be loved. Um, It's very difficult in these tumultuous times. But also though, going back to, this is a total fucking tangent, but going back to uh, the notion of like, because I mean, it's in this. It's in this fucking book that we're reading right now. It's in. It's in Acts. It's in these chapters that we've covered. Like, the world has always been this way. The world is as far as long as society civilizations have existed. There have been massive divides, and there have been groups of people that are like the fucking Gentiles over here. Don't know fucking anything. They're basically subhuman. You know, like that's. This is not a new thing. Yeah. It's not a new thing. And it's it's built into civilization. It's built into our psyches. And I think so much of this book is talking about like, and it's pretty wild. It's very radical for the time because it's even radical today. It's like, hey, what's the, what's the highest plane that we can reach where we can all coexist together? Like, how do you set aside... Yeah, like that person is stuck in their way of thinking or whatever, but like they're still a person, like you're saying, they're still they're still um, deserving and worthy of love, giving and receiving love, capable of both. How do we find a way to like, yeah, navigate that area as opposed to being stuck in this just like, no, you're on the wrong side. You're not on my team. Like get get your fucking shit together and get on the right team. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a radical notion of like, yeah, this like, what, like wild, crazy love that you could have for people, no matter what kind of bullshit they've found themselves stuck in. Cause the reality is, is that like these motherfuckers that I see out in the country wearing Trump hats, like 
They've lived in the country their whole fucking life. This is almost like not even a choice for them. This basically been thrusted upon them. It's like what they know. It's just what they know. It's they have this very narrow, and I'm. It's not to say that they're like stupid or less than me, but like it's just it's it is their world. It is their world that they have. It's their lens. Yeah, to step outside of it almost makes no sense for them. So to have no compassion for them is like is again like it's just not really helpful. But it's just so difficult to find that space where you can be like, oh yeah, like. I'm, you know, I'm a Jew, but I will still love the Gentiles. Or like, I'm a Christian being persecuted by the Jews, but I will still find a way to love them and like try to bring them into the fold, even though they think 100% diametrically like opposed to me. Um, yeah, it's sort of, it's very radical. And it still like definitely applies to today because we, it's so easy to get caught up in like in our teams you know, you get caught up in your team, whether that's political, religious, fucking cities, sports, whatever the fuck. Like, as soon as you start, like, drawing little lines, like, our minds seem to like that. It likes neat little divisions and, like, an enemy to fucking point at. Yeah. You want to win. Yeah. At something. And you want to be, like, above someone else. Yeah. It's a part of it, too, I think. For so it's, sure, it's hard to it's hard to step outside of that. I think the good news, the good oh, news, you Darryl, have the good news. I think the good news, just like we talked about last week, this that the beautiful thing is that most people do lean into good, and I think like that. I think, I think most people are coexisting and getting along pretty well. Probably better today than ever before in the history of the world. Hopefully. But like I think Except even under these circumstances in America, I think there's probably more people getting along than there is not, or it would be chaos everywhere. For sure, for sure. I think it's just interesting to try to look at like two completely diametrically opposed groups, like those that are 100% pro-Trump and people with normal fucking minds and brains. Um, you know, how do we find the common ground between those two people, people that are like in support of, of black lives matter and like just fucking normal human decency and civil rights and justice. And those who seem to be clouded by some other kind of whatever shit. And they're like in the blue lives matter camp, which is like totally ridiculous, but like, but where where's the common ground between those groups? There has to be something, right? It's but it it, it just yeah. feels like it does There's feel like in all right, of us, right? But at the same time, me being like on the on the opposed side to like the Blue Lives Matter group, where I'm just like you guys are fucking dipshits, and I don't agree with you at all, and I think you're it makes f- me so mad. Yeah, it makes me almost sick to my stomach. But then I have to sit with that and be like, but yeah, where is our common ground where do i find our common the the humanity between us so that we can try to like i don't know try to bridge this fucking gap because it's things are never gonna things are never gonna work themselves out in a in a silo like in all of these like siloed little groups like we have to like try and i'm not saying we need to like compromise or like you know 
find common ground on like important issues in that way. I'm just saying like, where is the, where's the plane of existence where we can all just love each other, baby. Why can't we all just love each other? Fuck man. It's so hard. It is. It's very hard. I don't get it. You just gotta, I don't know. You gotta push forward. You gotta keep pushing the rock up the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Not let it crush you. Guess so. Guess so. It's either that or you get crucified like Jesus. That's what happened to him. Yeah. You want to become a an American icon? I'll put you up on a board. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah, I think I'm good. Well, uh, this is my friend Daryl. <laughs> Man, it's so crazy to me that like, I don't know, I, I I just think it's so interesting that like, we don't have, or I feel like in, in our modern age, like, we have to have people walking this earth currently who are as fucking tapped in as Jesus and Siddhartha and like all of these like amazing prophets and spiritual teachers or whatever, like they're out there and it just seems like now with the way that our society works and with so many people on this planet and things are so complicated that like they're just lost. They're just lost in the ether. We don't even get to know about them. Yeah. It's sort of heartbreaking. I will tell you, if you need one of those people in your life and you didn't, I know we referenced this last last week too, but we're just going to keep plugging this podcast, I'm sure. But I don't know if you listened to Dr. Ahmed Safi on on Carry the Fire. It was dope. Probably one of my favorite episodes. And this dude is just, when he speaks, you I don't know. He's just one of these people that, that fills you with so much joy and hopefulness, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, just like his... Well, we're going <laughs> to... I guess we're, we're doing it live on air. <laughs> um, yeah. I, don't I know. guess some of those people have existed. I mean, even like a fucking Ram Dass, you know, that dude was, that dude was tapped in. That dude. Absolutely. That dude knew some shit and, and started Richard a whole Roy. spiritual movement. He's still alive. Right. Um, but what's interesting though is like Richard Rohr's operating from within a system, whereas like Ram Dass was basically just like. Yeah. Sending it. And Ahmed, this fella, does operate within um, as a Muslim. Mm-hmm. But one, a part of their conversation was just like how important it is to have these other religions introduced into your, your, your teachings as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just to offer more perspective and also just just to change it up every once in a while. Yeah, like and also he, so you can see some of the beautiful similarities. Yeah, he made this really great analogy telling Dustin, like, he's like, hey, what kind of music do you play? And Dustin's like, oh, I play like this post-rock, like, I don't mm-hmm. know, it's pretty eclectic. But and he's just like, yeah, but you also, you know, you might love rock, but... You also like jazz, right? You know, like this is also good music. You know, blues is also good music. And I thought that just the way he was breaking this down was just like, yeah, like 
the Muslim religion is a great religion. Right. And so is Mormonism. And so is Christianity. Like, there's beauty in all of right. these things. What's good is the music. The style of music is, like, is preferential and, like, not necessarily super important. What's important is just, like, that music itself is magical, which is the same sort of concept as, like, yeah, God and the the divine and whatever is like this incredible thing and yeah there's lots of different ways to view that and and there's yeah we should appreciate all of the different ways that people understand that for sure because when you hear those other ways it informs or even you know just changes the way you interpret the previous ideas even you know like when you listen to i don't know yeah when you listen to one record and realize that it has a connection to another you know when you are listening to that rock record and then you listen to that jazz record and kind of go back and forth you hear those things within each other mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so i don't know it's all connected I thought it was. A, I just thought that that was like a cool analogy. That's a great analogy. I'll definitely check it the, out. Of the importance of you know diving into these other things and also just out of even boredom at some points, you know, you're going to be a a Christian for all your life in like thirty years. You're thirty years deep in Christianity mm-hmm. and things aren't feeling fresh. Like maybe you do go read something from like Hinduism, right? You know, maybe you do tap into the help the it, Torah or something. Help it inform your current lens, or add a new. Uh, Get yeah. you excited, like add a yeah. new, add a new fucking aperture, add a new shutter speed. Maybe it gets it. you excited. You know, let the light be exposed in a different way. <laughs> let, All right, <laughs> give yourself more opportunities to let the light in. Let the light in. Our minds are just cameras, is what I'm trying to say. I've I've been shooting uh, with a like old film camera, so I'm getting I'm getting into like photography. That's why I'm making. You're starting another podcast called the Lens Boys or something. This is the Lens Boys. <laughs> this is what we talk about lenses every fucking episode. Yeah. So, and I also think it's fucking hilarious that I was like, at the beginning of this episode, I was like. Dude, I had this interesting revelation uh, reading Henry David Thoreau about like how life is just about removing things. And you're like, yeah, dude, you talked to you ranted about, about this week. for an hour last week. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. Really blasted last week. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Deep I on the snake oil. So much of life is just fucking re-remembering things. Just like you got to like keep. This is sort of why religious practices are the way they are. You have to keep reminding. Our minds are so fucking fickle. You just have to keep reminding yourself of these things, of like these simple truths in order to like really maintain them. The other night I had to remind myself of how much not, how much oil not to take again. What's the appropriate (laughs) amount of Rick Simpson oil to take? Who knows? How long does it take to kick in? Who knows? Can we learn from previous mistakes? I didn't the other day. Did you have another blunder? (laughs) I mean, somewhat. I went deep again. Yeah. Sometimes you go deep. I just kept telling myself to let go and let God, you know? Let go and let God. Love it. <sighs> All right, well... Someone just sent us an email. We're almost 30 episodes deep. It's getting sad. It's getting sad, yeah. We know that... I mean, 
It's not that nobody. We know that 25 of you are listening yeah, regularly. <laughs> nobody. It's not that nobody is listening to this. Like, people are listening to this. So, somebody sent us an email. Maybe you got a question. Maybe you got a comment. You have a prayer request. You want to pray for us about something. Maybe you have commentary on like, hey, Andrew, I really think that like you are X, Y, and Z. Uh, and those could be great things or terrible things. It doesn't matter what it is. We'll address it. We will address it. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to do my, my damnedest to try to get Dr. Ahmed on our podcast. On our podcast. Oh, that'd be great. Because he just, yeah, there was a lot of smiles on that one. So. Well, I'll tell you what. I sent some very bold Instagram messages today. We'll see what happens with that. Probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, appreciate everybody tuning in. I hope everybody's doing well out there. Hanging tough. Let go. Let God. Try to love each times. other. Yeah. Try to love yourself, you know? Start there. As my mom would say, lay the fuck off each other. (laughs) Just lay the fuck (laughs) off already. Jesus. And just love each other already. Yeah. Love that. But, uh, yeah. All the links in the episode notes and smoke, pray, love. Don't be a fucking racist. Bless up.